Hi, everybody. My name is Julia, and this is the Life After Breath podcast. Today is Talk It Out Tuesday, where we talk about all the things, all of them. Okay, well, maybe not all of them, but we are going to chat and figure out the best ways to help us all find complete wellness and what that even means. We'll explore that and figure out what it means for you so that you can go kick ass and live the life of your dreams. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this special late edition of Talk It Out Tuesday. Um, posting this a little bit later than usual, but super excited to talk to you because I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately. I had this like silly, because it's obvious, epiphany last week. Um, you guys, actually, I don't know if you know this, because I've, but I've been posting a lot in my social media about how overwhelmingly grateful I am for the various communities that I'm a part of. And so I I had this crazy, silly epiphany, but I want to kind of go back <laughs> um, and, and talk about how in my life, how important community has been. And in my lowest time <laughs> before I started this transformation, how disconnected I was from that type of community. Um, you know, as well as I do, that I believe very strongly that I was as low as I was because of the deep disconnect with myself, right? That's where it actually stems from. But as a result, I wasn't being a part of any sort of community, a friend community, my, even my family community. Like I was distancing myself from them because I was so distanced from myself. So let me take you back. When my mom and dad divorced all those many years ago, actually my mom um, mentioned to me just like a couple of days ago that it was 40 years ago this past like July, I think, that we moved away from my dad. Like the, the divorce was final and everything. And so we were able to move and I think my mom got a new job. I, I totally don't know the whole sequence of events, but I do know that we moved um, into this little apartment that I can, I can't really remember. I can vaguely remember the interior, but definitely remember the exterior. And, um, Anyway, it was really important to my mom that we have those male role models. And so we joined a local church. And I remember, I think we went to a couple of different churches and my mom found this one. And at first she was, she didn't like it. So someone convinced her to go back. And I remember her saying something about how she knew that's where we needed to be. And so that was kind of where we really got connected into church and into my religious background. So that was when I was in about third grade. And then as I grew up, I got really heavily involved in the youth group and things like that. But that's where that whole thing started. Fast forward quite a bit to my junior high and high school years where I was involved in the youth group. Um, I was asked to, I think I was like a freshman in high school, and I was asked to teach vacation Bible school. At the time, I played the flute and piccolo, and so I was asked to play my flute as part of the worship team. And so I would go to rehearsals for the worship team, plus then we would have obviously worship on Sundays. And then as I grew further along into high school, probably my sophomore, junior year, I became a leader of the church there, or of, not of the church, but of the youth group. And so it was me and a couple other people that were kind of like 
you know, the, the youth leaders of the youth group. And I was one of those people and people would come to me and I would pray with them and I would, you know, whatever. I helped organize things. I taught Sunday school and I, you know, was super passionate about it to the point where I was in the, the youth worship team as well. So like I was at church five sometimes six days a week, I would babysit for free as my tithing offering. Um, and like, so I was completely devoted to this and there was a massive sense of community. And obviously like I was doing it because I was, I thought it was important. Obviously my relationship with God was really important, blah, blah, blah. Some things happened. I got distanced from the church. I distanced myself from the church and, um, growing up in the church provided me with a giant sense of community. There was always someone there to call if I needed. And I did. And I was there for people when they needed. And they did. They called on me. And like I said, we would pray together, whatever. We would, I would have Bible studies. We would meet. Like there was always something to do, someone to do it with, this amazing group of like-minded, loving people. So that eventually went away for me. I stepped away from the church and um, started asking some questions, started getting curious, believe it or not. And that's hard to do when you are in a faith-based religion, an organized religion. The answer that you get from a person of faith when you're questioning something about their religion is often, well, faith, you know, and you have faith and that's the answer. I started to doubt that and believe that there were other answers if we need if we just dug a little bit deeper and sometimes there weren't answers which for me was problematic and so anyway i started asking questions i got distance from the church and right around that time i started getting heavily involved in our local theater and gratefully they had just expanded into having a teen theater so i was probably 17 18 at that point and so we started Real, my brother had been involved a little bit before me, and then we started really getting involved in that. That then led me to, you know, this amazing community of people in the theater. And the the theater itself has a great community. Then, in addition to that, when you get into a show and we start rehearsals and you do all of those things, like that little cast of you know crew, you know members really becomes a tight-knit community because you're with each other for three hours a night, Monday through Friday, until the show opens. And it's crazy because I, I very specifically remember this feeling almost of loss when all of a sudden the show was over or rehearsals were over because the show opened. And that following Monday after the show opened, I didn't have rehearsal to go to and I felt empty inside. There wasn't anything, wait, I should be doing something. I should be surrounded by my people. Where's my community, right? And because of who I am and the things that I'd taught myself growing up, I took that personally about not being enough and not being like, if I were good enough, if I were amazing enough, if I were busy enough, I would be surrounded by this community. Obviously, there's been a lot of work done on that. Well, anyway, with this sense of loss, Monday through Thursday or whatever, you you do everything you need to do to cope. But there was this sense of community and then the loss of community. Fast forward again, I've now moved out to New York, right? And I went with my brother and some of our friends to the Pride Parade. And we were 
in a, we were in like this upper room area, which makes it sound super fancy. It wasn't, it was a bar that you could get tickets to and they had like an upper area and you can look down at the parade and then be in the air conditioning instead of the hot, humid, uh, you know, New York summer. (laughs) Um, And it was really fun. And I remember looking down on the parade and just crying. And my friend was like, Julia, what are you crying about? And I, I was overwhelmed with this amazing sense of the LGBTQ plus community. And it was like, there's a community. You guys have a community. I don't belong to any community. And it made me wish that I was gay just so that I could be a part of the community. And I, you know, at that moment, this was, gosh, 12, 15 years ago, that I I thought to myself, I need community. I grew up in a church. I'm no longer part of a church. That is a missing piece. I grew up in the, then I went to theater. I'm no longer actively in shows doing that part of theater. That is a huge loss. I don't have a community. And, um, and so I have this massive admiration and respect for the LGBTQ plus community just because of obviously who they are, but also like, there's this community and there's a lot of support in that community in general. Um, and then <laughs> I dove into work and you know this story about how I was obsessed about work, kind of very similar as I'm talking about it to how I was obsessively at my church, but poured myself into this in an effort to not meet me where I was and in an effort to avoid being by myself But also, I do believe there is this deep-seated route for me to find community. I could be wrong, but it is something that I talked about even then, about like, I don't have a community. And people would be like, well, we're a community. We work together, da-da-da-da. And I am a part of the theater community, but that was such a like obscure uh, idea because it wasn't the same as like being able to rely on each other or, or call each other when we needed each other. It was a work situation, you know, so there was a different kind of energy exchange than what's normally happening in a community of like-minded people. Anyway, fast forward a little bit. Now you know that I've left that job, but in leaving that job, right before I left that job, (laughs) I started my massive transformation into finding myself and connecting to myself and loving myself and finding value in myself. And here's the thing, if any of you are or have been making these types of changes where you're starting to like have this awakening and this deeper sense of self, you start to put boundaries in place. Remember just last this past weekend, if you haven't listened to it yet, the conversation I had with Allison McIntosh is incredible. We talk about we talk about boundaries and we talk about establishing a relationship with ourselves in order to actually be able to create those boundaries. But here's the thing about boundaries. You put them in place for yourself, but at the same time, they absolutely affect the people around you. When you start to prioritize yourself and value yourself, you change and the people around you notice. And sometimes they love it and sometimes they don't. And so I want to warn you, I'm not warning you off of making these massive transformational awakening changes because they are incredible. But I want to warn you that when you do, you might get called into question. I can't tell you how many people told me I had lost too much weight. I can't tell you how many people told me that I looked sick. I can't tell you how many people <laughs> told me, wow, you've changed. You would have used, you would have found that funny before. Wow, you've changed. And it's like, yeah, I have. And deep inside, 
I knew it was for the better, but people who I called my friends were questioning my choices and the things that I was doing in order to maintain a healthy relationship with and for myself and for my body and for my life. And so I'm installing these healthy habits and the people I love are questioning me and it's like, and, and questioning the boundaries that I'm putting in place because I no longer want to be treated this way. You know, it's almost like if, because this did not happen, if someone was in the habit of calling me fat Julia, you know, and all of a sudden I'm not fat anymore, I'm probably not going to want to be called that anymore. I allowed that behavior to happen because, you know, I was fat. And so it allowed me to laugh at it ahead of somebody else laughing at me, Right. This didn't happen, but I imagine that that's what that would be about. Um, And then asking them not to call me that anymore, they'd be like, why? That's just what we do. That's That's just who we are. That's who we are together. And it's like, yeah, but I'm not that person anymore. And so you start to put those boundaries in place and people question it. And sometimes as you elevate and you do start to become awakening or awakened, I like to think of it as well, I like to think of it several different ways. And first is like you're evolving. And sometimes the people in our lives evolve also. And so we can evolve and grow together in our own separate ways. But sometimes they don't. And so as you evolve and grow, it kind of feels like you leave them behind. My friend and I like to also kind of equate it to video games and you you conquer all these little battles on the level, whatever level you're on, on this video game. And then sometimes there's a massive battle and it feels like super hard and you go through it and you get through it and oh my gosh, I've grown and changed so much and I wouldn't be able to battle this big problem or this big thing that I'm facing if I hadn't have battled all those others behind. But then all of a sudden, hooray, you make it through this period of growth and you make it through that big battle and you learn this massive lesson that's going to change your life forever. And then you level up and then you realize you're in a new land, you're in a new area, and all of the people that you've met in the last level aren't there with you. And that feels really lonely. And I mean, that is a very like exaggerated way of thinking about it, but bear with me, go with me a little bit. Sometimes we level up and our friends aren't around. Usually and gratefully, you're a part of something where there are a couple of other people who are around who might be on the same level of you or might be aspiring towards that level so that you can still relate. You still have something in common to talk about, right? And so as that happens, and honestly, as that has happened, I had this, here comes the epiphany, by the way. (laughs) I had this conversation with my friend, the level up friend, and we were talking about this leveling up. And I said, like, sometimes you level up and there's nobody else around and it feels so lonely. And he completely agreed that like the only way, and we made a joke about it, the only way to continue leveling up and be surrounded by people who are also leveling up is to like go off and join some commune somewhere. And we've laughed about it, but at the same time, I think it's kind of been a fear in the back of both of our heads. And so I think that that's why finding this community, and I'll be honest with you, like I joined this how to podcast like class. It was a course. And I had no idea that in joining this course, I would be meeting some of the most amazing women I have ever encountered in my life. And and I I want to pause just a second. I'll get back to this, trust me. 
because I'm, I'm overlooking a community that's been a massive, massive, massive part of my life. And since I'm going through all of them, I don't want to miss this one. And that is the coaching community that I am involved in and that I became a part of when I started coaching and, you know, doing health coaching when I left my career in order to become a full-time health coach. And those, those people have rocked my world and it's been so amazing to finally feel a part of another community. And here we are again, supporting one another, helping each other in our businesses, as well as striving towards our own personal health and supporting each other in that. And it has been incredible. And so then on top of that, to now be in this next phase and really opening my mind to things more aligned with saying that I'm also a health and wellness coach, because I'm talking about mental and spiritual growth in a way that I didn't used to before. Enter podcasting in the podcasting community. Enter another community and another community of these most amazing enlightened women who are elevating, who are leveling up at a consistent rate, who are continuing to do so and encourage others to do the same thing. I'm literally surrounded by women who I'm just in awe of. And like I hung up the, actually, I think it was talking to Allison last Friday. Like I literally was just like, oh my gosh, I am so lucky. And I'm so overwhelmingly grateful for this community and for these amazing women in my life. And for some reason, epiphany, when I said the word community, I thought about our joke about going to a commune. And I don't know why, and this is why it's silly, is that I had never associated the fact that a commune is a community. It's the same freaking word. It's the same word. Are you kidding? You're kidding. And the definition of community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Hello, commune. You don't have to go off and wear muslin somewhere and like skip around with like flower wreaths on your head in order to be around like-minded, enlightened people. You just got to look for the community. You just got to find the right community. So I want to encourage you, if you are feeling lonely, I want to remind you that you are never alone. You are never alone because honestly, you're always there with yourself. But also there's a community somewhere who knows exactly what you're going through. If you are struggling with disease or with or, or with grief, or if you're struggling with uh, uh, alcoholism or, or drug addiction, any kind of addiction, there are communities and you can find the one that works for you. If you are struggling with weight loss, I got an amazing community for you to be a part of. If you, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is that you are dealing with or going through, if you like to act, I'm sure there's a theater community out there for you. If you love to knit, I am, I know that there are knitting groups out there. There is a community of people. You do not have to traverse this world alone. In fact, I think it's important that we don't, we are social creatures. So find a community and remember you are not alone. I hope that's oddly helpful because like, yeah, I don't know why. I just wanted to talk about community, like the scientific community or a knitting community or the theater community or the LGBTQ plus community or your religious community, whatever that is for you. I'm here to tell you that there is at least one, but probably more than one community out there that is right for you. Don't settle. You can find one that works just for you. And remember that you are not and never will be and never have been alone. I love you. Go kick some ass. 
Hey, it's Julia again. Listen, I am so glad you're here. And I was thinking if you're enjoying this as much as I am, you should definitely check out the Life After Breath community Facebook group. We are building an amazing community there with loads of extra content and some very special bonuses coming soon. And don't forget, you can always find me on your favorite social media platforms at Julia Christine Health. I hope to see you there, but I'll definitely see you here tomorrow.